Life lately really has felt like a damn mystery. Uh, in the words of Madonna from Like a Prayer, the most iconic song of all. Well, that and, you know, her library and catalog of many other hits. Um, but anyways, hi everybody. Happy Wednesday. It's Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture. Coming at you from, uh, it's a very, very cold day in LA, but my heat is on and I feel very warm. I'm sitting on my lounge chair in my living room with Harry Potter on, on pause, of course. And there's a bunch of great news stories here. Uh, I, I have five really good stories for you guys today. And I hope you're all having a great week. Happy hump day. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. I don't wear pink. I'm wearing actually gray and blue today. I don't know why. I'm so mismatchy these days. You know why? Because... I've been putting a lot of effort into, like, when I shoot my TikToks, my TikTok name is Andrew DeVitri. I, I love TikTok. It's my new favorite app, aside from the Anchor app where I record my podcasting. Shout out to Anchor. Um, I put all my effort into, like, looking glamorous for my TikToks that when I don't shoot, because I shoot every other day, because it takes me hours and hours and hours to do a bunch of videos, so I don't have to do them for the next day. It's like I don't want to put all that effort into looking glamorous and stuff, so I just, like, look normal and sane and, you know, not... Uh, all dolled up, which, you know, is fun and whatnot, but sometimes you just got to relax, so I don't even know. But aside from that, uh, not much is new since we last chatted here. I'm just going to set my computer down really quick. Sorry about that. If you hear a little bit of wind in the background, it's my heat on. It's so cold in LA. It's in the 40s at night. Last night, it was like freezing. I was like, what the hell? And I just have a duvet cover that I sleep with, and I usually don't even use a duvet because it's so warm, but as of late, it's been so nippy out that, you know. But I'm loving it because I hear a lot of my friends on the East Coast are telling me what a warm fall it's been. And it's in the 70s by them. And I'm just, like, loving that it's in the 60s and 50s and even 40s in the, the wee early hours by me that I ain't complaining. Also, I have not had a coffee today. Because sometimes I drink coffee in the morning. By the way, I, I'm recording this on Tuesday night because I like to record the night before because I can't up early in the morning. Like, who do you think I am? <laughs> um, I drink coffee in the morning. You're like, get everything going. You shock my system to poop, obviously, TMI, but whatever. Uh, but I haven't had a coffee yet today, and I'm feeling pretty good. But I think I'm going to end up getting one this afternoon because I am feeling a headache coming on. And I know that for me is caffeine withdrawal. It's the only drug withdrawal I ever get. But, you know, <laughs> aside from that. <clears throat> but anyways, let's... Uh, I guess without further ado, I'm just trying to run through my brain and rack my brain of anything else I have to tell you guys. I don't think so. I watched Love Actually last night, one of my favorite movies. It's a classic, um, all-star cast. Um, what else is new? Yeah, I've been uh, actually also trying not to read CNN and Fox and whatnot, even though I really like, I'm living for Fox's shade towards this administration. But this episode, I don't want to make it all political, even though I just kind of did right there. But I, hold it up, y'all. Oh my, it's only uh, 4.30 here on the West Coast and 7.30 on the West East Coast, and I'm already tired, but that's what I mean, caffeine withdrawals. Okay, let's read, let's start with our stories of the day. So our first story of the day comes from E! News. It's a little bit of follow-up with pretty much the main story of what I talked about yesterday. This is from E! Online. How Kim Kardashian and her family reacted to Larsa Pippen's tell-all interview. Of course, yesterday... Um, I reported that Larsa Pippen, uh, I don't want to use the word former, but I guess that's the right word, former Kardashian, uh, friend, went on a podcast and did sort of a tell-all interview that was a bit, it was like TMI. It's like, she was saying a lot of, I guess she was revealing a lot as to why there was a, some type of falling out or some type of change or shift in the paradigm of the friendship with her and the Kardashian family. And now I guess the Kardashians um, 
through are indirectly reacting. So let's read and we'll dis- uh, dissect. Okay. The Kardashian family is trying to avoid Larsa Pippen's toxic energy after she blamed Kanye West for her falling out with friend Kim Kardashian. On Monday, November 9th, uh, two days ago, Larsa spoke very freely about the keeping up with the Kardashian stars on the Hollywood Raw podcast. She hinted that Kanye was part of the reason she now has a different type of relationship with Kim. Larsa said, quote, if your husband feels like threatened by my relationship with you, then uh, I don't want to be that person. Sources exclusively tell E! News. How the Kardashian fam is feeling about the new tell-all interview when insider notes that they don't trust her and her intentions because they caught Larsa, quote, talking behind their backs and it was just all too much. Ooh, that's a new tidbit of information that we didn't know about. Larsa did not disclose that bit of information in her interview, but why would she? Um, another source says that at this point, Kim doesn't have any type of relationship with her. Quote, they all think Larsa has toxic energy, the source explains, even though Kim, quote, has a soft spot for Larsa because they have been through a lot together. Um, all in all, the Calabasas clan is not surprised. Larsa spoke out. They feel the Real Housewives of Miami stars trying to spread lies to make herself look better after they all unfollowed each other on social media in the past year. Um, the sources says the source says, excuse me, quote, they think she's trying to stay relevant and Kim doesn't appreciate the accusations regarding Kanye. The family is very protective over one another and all feel like she violated their privacy by dishing out details to the public. However, um, there may be some merit to Larsa's claims that Kanye wasn't a biggest fan. We're told, Ken, we're, we're told Kanye always had issues with Larsa ever since he married Kim. Quote, you never trusted her, the source adds. It also seems that Larsa hasn't been in touch with Kim in a while. She wished her happy birthday, but they haven't seen each other for several months. Among other bombshells from Larsa's interview, she said she was the first to date Khloe Kardashian's baby daddy, Tristan Thompson. The 46-year-old said on the podcast, quote, before Khloe or any of them had existed, knew he existed, I was seeing him. I had him come to LA. I brought him to a party. Kim had, I introduced him to all of them. Uh, yet our source concludes, our as an ease source, quote, Chloe doesn't believe Larsa was dating Tristan before her. Larsa knew Tristan, but they were never dating. Um, well, this article goes on. Um, there was something else I read about Jordan Woods, but it's not in this article. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's obviously sources, I'm sure, are friends or conduits of the Kardashian clan that bring this information to the public. Yeah, I, I too would be a bit upset about the, the accusations if I was Kim about my husband or, you know, just because even if they did have a falling out and all this did happen, it's good to keep it private. You know, keep stuff private and respect the friendship that you once had because who knows down the line, time heals all wounds. That, well, not always, but sometimes it heals wounds and, you know, things could have fallen back into place. But now they're obviously going to know that if they were to trust her again, if they did have another falling out, then, you know, she could go and... Uh, run her mouth and, you know, go to media outlets and expose things that should be kept silent. So I totally understand it. Um, I'm sure Larsa feels really upset the way things ended. And, you know, uh, she was friends with probably the most fam, arguably the most famous family in the United States right now, aside from the, you know, Trump family, who's, I guess, infamous. Um, But yeah, uh, I guess that's that on that. Uh, I don't know if it's going to play out in the next or the final season of the Kardashians on E! But I guess we shall see, which then brings us to our second story of the day, which is also from, uh, which is also tied to the Kardashian fam. Uh, this is from page six. Khloe Kardashian planning on, quote, definitely celebrating Christmas with family. Ooh, I'm, I love the Kardashian Christmas parties. You know, what we see on social media, on the show, it's fabulous. They really go all out. They must spend a fortune. They're just so festive. And they really put even me in the holiday spirit, even though I'm never at their parties. But, like, uh, they make me want to run out and decorate. And just, it's great. And I love that they do it. I love that they use their platforms to, like, Really, really put their all into uh, Christmas. Okay. Um, Okay, this is the article. 
In case you were worried, Khloe Kardashian has already begun thinking of how to safely hold the Kardashian-Jenner annual Christmas fete. Reporting, I'm sorry, responding to a tweet Monday night asking if the family's party was getting canceled this year, Kardashian36 responded, quote, I pray not. I think I will, it will have to be way smaller, obviously. And I'm totally fine with that, she added, but we're definitely celebrating Christmas. It will just have to be small and safe. Maybe do rapid testing before. Uh, we have to think of what is safest the Kardashians. Um... Home state of California is nearing, well, my home state too, LA, 1 million cases of COVID-19 in tandem with a rise across the rest of the country and alarming officials as the holiday season approaches. The Kardashian family made headlines recently for Kim's million dollar bash for her 40th birthday, which sent the clan out to a private island in French Polynesia, also fabulous. Um, and then obviously posting and whatnot, and then, you know, people up in arms, but, you know, don't hate on people who have money. It's just jealousy and whatever. Because if you had the funds too, I'm sure you'd be traveling to a private island. I mean, I know I would. Uh, I love it. I love that Chloe's optimistic about the holidays. And I think that, yeah, rapid testing is great. And if they're just going to be with each other and probably close friends, I think it'll be great. And I really hope it happens because I, as a Kardashian, like mega fan and consumer of just their festivities uh, and the fabulous parties they throw, um, would love to see it. So yeah, I, I can't wait. And I hope that I'm sure it's going to be safe. I'm sure it's going to be fine. You know, they're, they're smart. Kris Jenner's a smart cookie. Uh, and I'm sure she wants everything to be safe for the gals. Okay. Third story of the day uh, is from TMZ. A little bit of hit me baby. One more time news from Britney Spears. Of course, a little bit of an ongoing drama with her father, Jamie. The, I guess, conservator of Britney Spears. Okay, so this article's from TMZ. Britney Spears' lawyer says she fears her dad won't perform till he steps down. Okay. Um, there's also been an update to this article, but I'll first read the original part, and then I'll read the update after, as I usually do. Britney Spears believes her dad uh, dished out hundreds of thousands of dollars to her former business manager for no good reason, and she thinks it is way too much, according to legal docs obtained by TMZ. TriStar Sports Entertainment Group began repping Britney more than a decade ago, and... Got paid a, a got paid five percent commission on her gross entertainment related income. Uh, that obviously added up to a lot of money when Britney was actively performing, but it took a bit of a hit when she announced her indefinite work hiatus in early 2019. According to the docs, TriStar emailed Brit's dad, Jamie Spears, in November 2019, and said it wanted to remain on the five percent commission plan, but with a 500k annual minimum. Britney claims her dad approved this new arrangement without attempting to negotiate a more favorable deal and in doing so screwed her out of $308,000 and sent to TriStar for its services in 2019. Britney's legal team calls these, quote, new radical arrangements that gave TriStar a 260% raise from the amount it would be owed to her under the previous deal. She's looking to disallow the $309,000 payment as excessive and credit it back to her on accounting. Uh, we, as in TMZ, broke the story. TriStar also recently resigned as Britney's business manager last month, and Jamie already hired a new one. This is creating another major rift in her ongoing conservatorship case and played a role in Britney's decision to try to get her dad removed as co-conservator. And then there's been an update to this um, at 3.42 p.m. Western Time, Pacific Time, which is about an hour ago. Britney's afraid of her father and does not want to perform again as long as he's still serving as conservator of the estate. So claims her lawyer, Sam Ingham. Ingham made the bold statement during a court hearing in the ongoing conservator ca conservatorship case, excuse me, Tuesday, in which an attorney for Britney's mother, Lynn, also urged um, Jamie to step down. According to Lynn's lawyer, Britney's thankful for her dad's service for all these years, but Lynn believes it's time to let go of that control. She also said Britney is effectively being forced to go on strike while she waits for Jamie to step down as conservator of the estate. 
Wow, a lot of ongoing drama with Britney Spears. That's really, really sad. I thought that Jamie Lynn at one point, her sister was going to somehow move up to a more uh, prominent role in managing Britney's affairs. I think that would obviously be wiser. I mean, I think a lot of us feel sad because Britney's amassed a fortune and she should reap the benefits, the fruits of her labor. Literally, her labor. Um, but obviously, understandably so, she went through a, a whole thing, which is why she has a conservatorship. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, it's not appropriate for me to speak on this. I'm just reporting what I hear. I just hope Britney gets what she wants out of it because I think I love watching Britney perform. And when she was in Vegas, I saw the videos. It was fabulous. And I think her fans loved it. And I think it would be great to see her out there. But if she doesn't want to perform, given the current situation she's in, then she doesn't want to perform. So I totally get that too. And I totally respect that. And I hope that something can be amended or something can be changed to. I think all of her fans just want her to be happy and safe and uh, live a fabulous life because her videos are fabulous on Instagram, you know, when she burned down her gym. I think, you know, we all loved it. And she's a queen, and um, it's just so sad. I hope it all gets worked out, and it sucks that it has to be made public, but she is a public figure indeed, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just hope it all works out for her because I love her near and dear, and I know she has a massive world, global fan base, so, Yeah. Okay, and now we bring ourselves to our fourth story of the day from page six. This is a bit of a crazy story. Johnny Depp will earn $10 million for one scene in Fantastic Beasts. Okay, I don't know if you guys are Fantastic Beasts fans. It's a, I don't want to say the spinoff of Harry Potter, but it's in the vein of that Wizarding World, of course, written by J.K. Rowling, um, created by J.K. Rowling, following Newt's commander, um, pre-Harry uh, Potter. And um, Dumb, uh, excuse me, well, Dumbledore said that he's played by the gorgeous Jude Law, and also uh, Johnny Depp was in it. He was going to play Grindelwald, who was the evil wizard, who uh, wasn't really in the Harry Potter. He was in the last one when Voldemort was going crazy looking for the Elder Wand, and then he visits Grindelwald in jail. He's like, Grindelwald, Grindelwald, where's the pawn? He goes, I knew you'd come, Tom. It's buried with him in the earth. Dumbledore! So he basically tells him what the wand is. But of course, the Fantastic Beast is sort of like a predecessor to that. Um, precursor. I don't know the right word is here. But anyway, so Johnny Depp... Um, got, uh, I don't want to say laid off, but I guess he did. Warner Brothers asked him to step down from the film after he lost a court case in London uh, against a magazine calling him a wife beater. And he's been in this long, uh, ongoing legal case with Amber Heard, the actress who was in Aquaman, who was fabulous in that movie. Um, speaking of Aquaman, then I'm going to get back to the story. Jason Momoa, who played Aquaman and also Cal Drogo in Game of Thrones, recently had this... Um, uh, magazine spread, and he just looks so gorgeous. And I, I love it, because everybody's going crazy over his pink scrunchie. I don't know why it's, uh, it's such a thing with him, but I love it. And he's just fabulous. He's always going to be Cal Drogo to me, though. Okay, so let's read this story, and then we'll dissect. Um, once again, Johnny Depp will earn $10 million for one scene of Fantastic Beasts. Johnny Depp will still get paid more than $10 million for the third Fantastic Beasts movie, despite filming only one scene before being dumped in disgrace over his, quote, wife-beating court ruling, according to a report. <clears throat> Excuse me. The 57-year-old actor was forced out November 3rd, a day after a UK judge ruled that a UK tabloid headlining declaring Depp beat his ex-wife Amber Heard was substantially true, a case that was sparked by his initial casting in the five-part franchise. He had only appeared in one scene in the last installment, which started filming in London on September 20th, but Warner Brothers will still have to pay his full salary, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Depp had a so-called pay-or-play contract requiring full pay, even if his character, Dark Wizard Garrett Grindelwald, was recast. And in a contract that had no morality clause, the trademark said, I mean, that's incredibly smart of his agents and lawyers to put that in there. I mean, it's horrifying why he's being let go, but 
Smart agents. Um, the salary was at least eight figures. The report said meaning more than $10 million. The franchise was central to his downfall um, with his sensational court loss coming after he tried suing the Sun newspaper over a headline that asked, quote, how can J.K. Rowling be genuinely happy casting wife-beater Johnny Depp in new Fantastic Beast film? Depp was due to get equal screen time with Jude Law and Eddie Redmayne, but was getting more money because of his box office track record, thanks to Pact of the Caribbean movies, the Hollywood Reporter said. The actor said he was, quote, asked to resign by Warner Brothers with the mag saying it was not clear what resource the studio would have if he had refused to do so. Depp insisted that his, quote, life and career will not be defined by this moment in time, although the major studios are increasingly wary of anyone tarnished by hashtag meet the Me Too movement or domestic violence scandals, the report noted. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, it's a very big, big shift in the industry, you know, um... Any type of abuse is just not tolerated, not accepted, as it shouldn't be, nor should have ever been. Um, it's a really sticky case. I can't say more than that other than the facts because I know nothing. I'm just reporting about what Page Six is writing via Hollywood Reporter. Um, but he got his money, so, yeah, I don't know. It sucks. But um, I'm sure I, – I, also, I already heard the, the specific actor that they're looking to replace him with is a fantastic actor. I'm not going to put his name out there because I don't want to – it's conjecture, but this particular actor, I'll tell you this, he was in Rogue One, and he was also in um, Doctor Strange as the villain. He's a really good actor, fantastic, and he looks a little bit like uh, like Johnny Depp. Very handsome, but he's a very good actor, and he would be great too. Um, and, it, you know, hey, I love it. Um, so, yeah, well, I mean, I can't wait for the third movie. It's been a while. I remember seeing the second Fantastic Beasts with somebody on a date, uh, not going to go into that, but they know who they are. Um, that's that. So now we bring ourselves, his name was Evan. And now our fi- <laughs> we bring ourselves to our final story of the day, also from page six. Okay, I said at the beginning of this episode, this wasn't going to be a political episode, but this isn't a really political, this isn't a political story, but it's about a political figure, aka the president of the United States. Donald Trump could land a hundred million dollar book deal for his presidential tome. Um, that's insane, and I think he needs the money considering all the lawsuits he allegedly has coming his way, but who knows? Okay, with Barack Obama's latest book hitting shelves November 17th, that's buzz in politics and publishing that presidential President Trump is being courted for a new tome on his time in the White House, but insiders have differing views about how rich a deal Trump could command. One source familiar with the president, with the president told Page Six on Tuesday, quote, Trump is being bombarded with book and TV deals that could be worth a staggering $100 million. I don't believe that. I think that they're just, you know, blowing steam up the world's booty. Uh, Obama, form, Obama and former First Lady Michelle Obama inked a reported $65 million deal with Crown in 2017. Uh, the source said Trump was also simultaneously being courted by far-right TV outlets and, quote, book and TV deals that are plan B if he doesn't win the vote. War... Translate 70 million votes into viewers and record book sales. Um, all the anti-Trump books have made big bucks. So this from the Donald is a surefire hit. Um, a top book source could throw. I'm sorry. A top book source threw cold water on those overheated estimates, saying numbers don't sound accurate. Um, yeah. Then it just goes on to logistics. Okay. Uh, my thoughts on this. Um, I mean. Obviously, he's going to have some type of deal if, in fact, he doesn't win, which I don't think he will. Um, and he's obviously TV and, like, commercial su- success is sort of his – was his shtick be- before he was president. 
um, aside from real estate. So yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Those numbers are massive, but I'm sure whoever his PR person is just saying $100 million so it can be higher than Obama's because obviously we all know that Trump feels like Obama is... He's intimidated by him, and it's very obvious, even though he never admits that, but it's, everyone knows it. It's very easy to read, and I'm not being mean. I'm just being honest here, but yeah, well, we'll see. Um, so good for him. He'll be able to pay all of his fees and, you know, everything. He'll be able to pay his friends off to, like, say, being his friends. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm allegedly saying that, but whatever. Okay, anyways, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Andrew, the Minister of Pop Culture. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, Stay positive, be kind, wear a mask. You can listen to my podcast stream on CastBox Radio, Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, iTunes, basically anywhere where podcasts stream. Yeah, you guys, we're still in a pandemic, so wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance, stay safe, be kind to one another, don't attack people. When they go low, we go high, in the words of Queen Michelle Obama. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.